with Jay Blessed is a transparent look into the life and mind of a Caribbean woman having human experiences. Get into my mind as I share my most vulnerable thoughts and honest experiences. I'll take you on a roller coaster of emotions as you get to know someone who might share similar experiences with you. Some might make you speechless, you'll definitely laugh. Others might make you angry and some might even make you cry. But my very real, very raw, very relatable weekly podcast will always keep you coming back for more. Join me as I talk to myself, talk to you, and even talk to some special friends in my head. (laughs) In my head is an introspective look from a voyeuristic point of view. For a list of all my social channels and how you can connect with me, please view this episode's summary. To join in on the conversation, use the hashtag HeadWithJB. That's H-E-A-D-W-I-T-H-J-B. And follow me on Instagram at RealJBlessed and Twitter at JBlessed. Let's get in on the conversation together. Don't forget to log on to my official website, JBlessed.com. A human experience from a Caribbean perspective. Episode 46, Conquering Emotional Exhaustion with Dr. Jeff Gardier. In my head. Hey fam, it's episode 46. (laughs) Yes, I am rejoicing. I am happy. Look how far we reached now. We look up, we tell y'all know that. Head with JB is heard in over 65 countries now. Man, wow. We're a year in and we're doing amazing things. So thank you so much, fam, for, you know, being a listener, being a Jaybird. Yo, thank you so much for being a supporter, for even being a secret admirer. Yo, shout out to all my secret admirers. The good thing about a podcast is that, you know, you can listen in the privacy of wherever you're you're at um, and that no one has to know that you're listening. But I'm hoping that all of my voyeurs will um, would have gained something, you know, that they would have learned something that. They would have shared an episode and even if they didn't want to, you know, shout out to the haters, eh? (laughs) even if they didn't want to, that something would have resonated within their mind, body and spirit to affect change within them. So shout out to each and every person who listens weekly, supports Head with JB. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you so much. You know, this I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. It's been a blessing in my life, you know, and I'm so grateful to have you here tuning in each and every week to In My Head with Jay Blessed. Shout out to my girl, Eva of Soka Mom. She was a guest uh, on episode 42. Yeah, she was a guest in episode 42. And um, recently I was a part of her second Soka Mom Summit. And she allowed me the opportunity to have a fireside chat with Dr. Jeff Gardia. You know, I brought that idea to her and I'm like, yo, I was going to have Dr. Jeff on my podcast, but 
I want to have him on the Silk Mom Summit, and she allowed me the opportunity. So shout out to Eva for that. And um, so right now, this episode is Dr. Jeff's conversation with me from during the Silka Mom Summit. And it is such a powerful episode that I wanted to make sure that my audience here on the podcast got this vital and powerful information and actionable tools to help them conquer emotional exhaustion, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your professional life, whether it's while you're out in the world. We're going through so much with the coronavirus, with uprisings, with you know, deaths of black people all the time, every day, lynching, like that's a lot dealing as, you know, parents and people of color and so much that we have to deal with. And so this, this episode is going to be one of your favorites, especially if you're having a hard time managing, you know, your mental health and your emotional fatigue during the season. So, and if and if not now, maybe later on in life, you might hit that patch. Just come back to this episode and, and listen to what Dr. Jeff has to say. So thank you, Eva, so much for the opportunity to share this with my audience right here and in my head. In my head. Dr. Jeff, better known as America's psychologist, is one of the most widely sought after experts in the field of mental health. In addition to having a private practice in Manhattan, he is an associate professor and course director of behavioral medicine at Turo College of Osteopathic Medicine in New York City. Dr. Jeff is also an ordained interfaith minister with a doctorate in divinity from the New Seminary. In addition to being a respected academician, Dr. Jeff is a contributor to CNN, HLN, the Fox Network, the Today Show, and MSNBC. Dr. Jeff has been the principal psychologist on Love and Hip Hop, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, and The Real Housewives of Potomac. He was a host of VH1's Dad Camp. He is also the aftercare coordinator and psychologist for Lauren Lake's Paternity Court. Dr. Jeff is the author of several books, including the controversial Love Prescription, Ending the War Between Black Women and Men. He is also the co-author of Practical Parenting with Montel Jordan and a contributing author of half a dozen books, including the brand new text, The Causes of Autism. Dr. Jeff's first book, Smart Parenting for African Americans, Helping Your Kids Thrive in a Difficult World, has been lauded as being necessary for raising African American children in today's society. Let's take it to my fireside chat with Dr. Jeff Gardier from the Sokomum Summit session back in June titled Conquering Emotional Exhaustion During Societal Disruption. In my head. In this unprecedented time in history, we are dealing with a global pandemic that has claimed hundreds of thousands of lives in just a few months, a recession, worldwide protest. We are searching for words to explain the unexplainable feeling, and one word can be applied almost universally, exhaustion. I'm so grateful to have in this special, special fireside chat conversation, the one and only Dr. Jeff Gardier Sac Passe. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, Eva, for the introduction. Dr. Jeff, I always ask every single person I come in contact with this first question. How are you really feeling? I, I, I'm, I, Jay, I'm feeling blessed. 
Okay. And I've got to tell you that um, as an interfaith minister, uh, as someone who's always been uh, a believer in Christ, uh, though I, um, I subscribe to all religions as an interfaith minister, uh, I really am very, very grateful to be alive, to have my family, to be in good health. Uh, I give honor and blessings uh, to all of those who have uh, dealt with COVID-19 on the front lines, essential workers, frontline workers, medical workers, uh, the people who've passed away and whose shoulders that we now stand on uh, in order to change our society. So I really am feeling good. And uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just happy to be alive. I love that. And we need all of this positive and uplifting energy. So thank you so much for being, being a guest today. Our topic is conquering emotional exhaustion during societal disruption. And Dr. Jeff, I really want to thank you for your commitment um, in being here today and your wisdom to share on this discussion on overcoming emotional fatigue, especially when it seems like the world is crashing down on you, as many people are presently experiencing. For many of us, Dr. Jeff, our mental health isn't in the best state right now. Um, and we are experiencing loss and grief associated with this global pandemic, a historic worldwide revolution poised to dismantle systemic racism and our own personal problems. What advice have you been giving your patients during this time? Well, these are unprecedented times. These are very, very sad times. But I think, uh, and just as you said, Jay, it's important that positivity is part of one's life. It's part of my life. I really have no choice. Um, you know, if you have faith, then you have positivity. Uh, that's part of uh, the covenant that you make uh, with the creator. But I think the other part of that, of course, is if you talk the talk, you better uh, walk the walk. So I can't talk to people about uplifting their mood if I'm not working on mine. Um, the advice I have for everyone right now is that a lot of us are not okay, and that, it's, and that is okay. Um, but at the same time, we also must not let this time pass. Uh, these uh, earth-shattering events that are happening, uh, COVID-19, uh, the uh, official recession that we're in that may become a depression, uh, the fact that uh, black people and, and, and brown people uh, and older uh, people have been uh, disproportionately affected by COVID-19. There's been so much sickness. There's been so much death. Um, the shootings and, and, and the death of unarmed Black people, uh, all of that happening at one time. And we're paying attention to it because of COVID-19. And of course, the political winds are blowing everywhere. Partisanship is uh, dividing the country. So, yes, we are tired. Yes, we are um, sad. Yes, we are crying. Yes, we are angry. Yes, we are rageful. But where there is life, there is hope. And where there is hope, there has to be progress. And so I think it's so important for us to always look uh, for that silver lining. Uh, no matter how bad it gets, always look at how you turn that negative into a positive how you flip the script and trick the devil, how you, it's important to connect with other people uh, while we're going through this dysphoria and confusion and post-traumatic stress. But what are we beginning to put together in order to now do our soul searching and change our relationships 
uh, change our lives, change the trajectory of our occupations and our professions and our educations, and more than anything else, how do we begin to change society? Because Jay, if we don't do those things, then COVID-19 will have been catastrophic, but no change. All of these killings of black people, catastrophic, but no change. People out of work in record numbers, mm. catastrophic, but no change. A country divided, catastrophic, but no change. There has to be change. We must go from post-traumatic stress disorder to post-traumatic growth. Wow. I love that. Post-traumatic growth. Wow. Thank you for that, Dr. Jeffs. Uh, you definitely... Um, illustrated how the reasons why many of us, if not all of us, are exhausted. Mm. Being Black in America is exhausting. Um, what tools or practices can we implement in our present lives to, to find daily peace amidst all of this, amidst the growing pains? Sure. So let me preface it by saying uh, certainly this is an unequal society. Uh, racism is at the foundation of this country, and that must change. Uh, inequality towards all groups, uh, we see that happening to many different religions. We see that happening. It's a very unfair world. It's a very violent world uh, against Black people, LGBTQ, um, all the different religions, and so on. And that being said, um, it tells me that in many ways we have not had control over the direction we want the world to go. But I'll tell you what, we have to have some sort of a control over the direction, the direction of our individual lives. And now more than ever, we know that because as black people we're disproportionately affected by poverty, by disease, by specifically COVID-19, that it is important that we take control over our lives. And that means more than anything else, mind, body, and spirit, having that checkup, having that tune-up, and being able to change the way we live our lives. I am a proponent of prayer and meditation. You don't necessarily have to be into religion, but you can learn to worship you because we're all created, you know, in, in, in the light of, of something in the universe which is bigger than us. Um, it's important that we eat the proper meals every day. It's important that we don't overdo it on the alcohol, mm -hmm. that we try to stay away. I know there's recreational marijuana use and recreational use of drugs and so on, but there are people, and I don't advocate for any of that, but there are people who go overboard uh, with that to the point of being chemically addicted. Um, we don't take care of ourselves physically. We need to start doing that because if we don't, then again, we see we are more at risk for an unequal medical system that cannot take care of us. The institutions, the nursing homes, we don't, we don't go into five-star nursing homes and we don't go into five-star hospitals quite mm -hmm. often. We get what's left over or what's been mandated through Medicaid or Medicare, which is wonderful, but it's not the same care that other, it's not the premium care that others have. So we've got to, we've got to begin taking care of ourselves. You know, we've got to exercise every day. I, I, I just believe in that. Uh, it helps us as far as being able 
to maintain our health and our optimism of life. It's important that we eat uh, regular meals every day. And it's important that we love ourselves and get the proper rest if we can, even if we're working two or three jobs or may not be employed now. But we've got to regain that locus of control over our lives and be ready for global warming. Be ready for a second wave of the virus, as it's being predicted by scientists. Be ready for the, the overwhelming poverty that we're going to see and how that's going to affect our lives. So we've, we've got to put on that suit of armor uh, spiritually, physically, medically, emotionally, and we've got to be ready. Wow. Dr. Jeff, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Okay, I've got to bust out about 10 push-ups. Hold on. <laughs> I love the fact that you've addressed how we've had to, to deal with systemic racism, uh, systemic racism, medical biases, uh, the black mortality rate, yes. employment and unemployment issues, mass incarceration. Now we're dealing with COVID and a host of other life issues, depression, stress. You mentioned before PTSD and anxiety um, can affect one's sleep. And I know you just talked about us getting rest, but for a lot of people, they are not able to get a good night's rest. Sleep is evading them. And I could personally attest to a change in my sleep pattern due to the present energies around. What advice would you give people like me to calm our minds during these times of exhaustion and unrest, especially when it comes to getting a peaceful night's rest? Well, Jay, if I may say, and professionally speaking, you look very well rested to me. So you're, 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 uh, you, you know, you, you're, 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 you're putting on a very good appearance, and I understand that, and that's part of being a professional. As they say, never let them see you sweat, even though I'm sweating right now. But that, that, well, it's a hot day. It really is a hot day. It really is. That, that I put on for you. But um, the, the thing is this, I, I think it's very important that people having issues with sleep, uh, there are a couple of things that they can do. Of course, the medications are out there. Uh, there are some uh, vitamins they can take, and I'm not, I'm not prescribing, I'm not a physician or physician's assistant, so I'm not recommending. I'm just saying what's out there and what people have used. Uh, they've used uh, you know, melatonin pills and so on. Um, but I think there are some other very natural things that you can do. First and foremost, it's how you um, are disciplining yourself when it comes to sleep. Uh, you should be waking up every morning at the, at the exact same time, even if you're exhausted. That begins to retrain your body. You should be going to bed at the same time every night because it begins to retrain your body. Before you go to bed, a lot of people think, well, if you have a couple of quarantinis, you know, that'll cause you, well, you know, green olives, shaken, not stirred, a little bit dirty, right? Um, you, they, people think if you have a few of those while well, you fall asleep quicker, guess what? You do, but then you wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, and you can't go back to sleep. So be careful not to drink alcohol before you go to bed. Be careful not to drink any caffeinated drinks before you go to bed. Uh, hot milk believe it or not, is something that uh, has helped a lot of people, meditation and prayer before you go to bed. Uh, certainly, um, it's not a good idea to have the TV on uh, because um, that will inhibit the production of melatonin, um, which takes place behind uh, our eyes. And we need that melatonin so it makes us drowsier so we can fall asleep. 
Uh, if we exercise, some people exercise before bed, it helps them out. But really the, the ongoing, uh, I think, wisdom is if you're going to exercise, at least exercise an hour or two before bed uh, so that you can wind down and go to sleep. And probably the best exercise in my experience is when you wake up in the morning uh, because it gives you the energy, the endorphins, the neurotransmitters that are excitatories and so on. And so you don't want that happening before bed. You want that in the morning so you can have the energy. Um, using your bed only for sleep, not studying on your bed, not, you know, sitting on your bed and watching TV unless you could fall asleep doing that. And only sleep, Dr. Chef? Only sleep? Well, I wasn't going to go there today. <laughs> there are other adult activities. For, but when it comes to actually resting, don't take a nap on your bed. Take your power nap on a couch. Make sure all the lights, you know, that the sun or whatever natural light is there because you don't want to sleep too deeply during that nap. It should be a lighter nap, a lighter power nap so you can get up and get on with life. So there's a lot of things that you can do, but it really takes discipline. Look, Jay, I have um, six children, okay, ages, and now I'm 64 years old. So I have a 28-year-old, a 27-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 17-year-old, um, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. I'm like the old man in the shoe. I have so many damn kids, I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> but you know I'm using my bed just to sleep. You say, you know? But the point I'm making is that my kids stay up all, the, the, the middle kids, the 17 and the 19-year-old, they stay up all night long and then sleep all day long. Okay? And so they're having some real... Uh, dysregulation in their sleep. So what they need to do is exactly what I told you when they choose to do that. So yes, we are exhausted. We're thinking about a lot of things, but we must understand, Jay, the importance of sleep in order to rejuvenate our bodies, in order to clean out our minds, in order to get rid of our old you know, cellular uh, uh, connections within our, our brains that we no longer need. Um, and so that we can learn better, so that we can process better, so that we can concentrate better during the day. Thank you for that, Dr. Jeff. One of the things I recently implemented in my own life was actually leaving my phone outside of my bedroom and turning it off. I didn't realize how addicted I was to my cell phone. Yes. I couldn't rest at night. Um, you I may have mentioned just... I, I agree with that. I, I also leave my telephone outside the bedroom, leave it off, and hide it under a couple of, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want my wife going through my phone. <laughs> That's um, a whole other conversation for a whole other day, Dr. John. <laughs> this is one of my little uh, children. The Lord, the Lord is my witness in that I have my wife's uh, uh, code on her phone. She has my code, and we never look at each other's phones. Oh God! This so, is such a whole. This is a whole seminar. This is full trust, and that's why I can sleep at night because I don't have to worry about who's calling my who's calling my phone and whether she's picking it up. Ooh. 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 About getting good sleep, resting your mind, try to get rid of all the drama during the day. And Jay, as you alluded to, we have nothing but drama in our lives mm. right now, so we really do need to begin 
um, to, to work through a lot of those issues. I love that you said that. I recently posted on my Instagram that a lot of people want to heal the world and are not even trying to heal themselves. And I th I'm so grateful that you're here today to help us navigate that space of personal healing. You mentioned something just now and it took me totally off of where I was going, but you said, Jay, like, you know, you, you look well put together, you know, like you don't look like you're not getting enough sleep. And in the same vein, we have so many of our people who look really fresh. They look really great. Their makeup is done. They're in the latest threads and they are stressed out. They're carrying so much emotional baggage. Even right now, many people are going back to work, right? In environments that are racially charged or, or even have to be on Zoom calls with some of their racist coworkers. What advice do you have for, for our own form of peaceful protest, even when we have to put on this face? Well, uh, as the old Saturday Night Live uh, line went, uh, it's not about how you feel. It's about how you look. I hate that. Um, my, 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 my old friend uh, Joe Piscopo uh, would use that line all the time. Um, yeah, you're right. Look, uh, we have to put on the mask. Now we have to put on two masks. We have to put on a mask for COVID, and then we have to put on the black mask uh, in order to be that smiling person, that everything is okay. Uh, but I think we're finding out now that we're finally getting to the focus of Black Lives uh, Matter and that there is real social injustice and we all have to, all of us have to be involved. And that leads me to uh, the answer I want to give you here is that, yes, it is difficult uh, when we're working with our co uh, white co-workers, um, some who may not get it. A lot of them are trying to get it. And let me tell you right now, Jay, the ones who are trying to get it, the ones who admit that there is white privilege, the ones who want to learn, uh, the ones who say that, you know, we really do understand that what happened to George Floyd was an atrocity as what happened to other um, uh, black people. Let's not turn those people away because we as black people alone cannot change the social justice system. It's going to take uh, all of us as brothers and sisters, black, white, brown, yellow, other, whatever, any religion, it's going to take all of us to be able to make uh, impactful social change. And that's something that we need to do right now because we can't let these things happen and not have some sort of a response or let it move us forward in not just a revolution, but also an evolution. So yes, I know we don't want to explain to our white coworkers what it feels like. I know that we want them to have the empathy, but let's help them along, especially if they want to learn. Hey, this is what we've been waiting for for so long anyway, for someone to say, yes, we hear you. Guess what, Jay? They are listening, so let's bring them on board. Thank you for that, Dr. Jeff. Ah, oh, wow. This is so powerful and you're giving us actionable tools on how to uh, conquer our emotional exhaustion during these times, not just with any, everything that's going on around us, but also in us. Um, this is a Soka Mom Summit. And when I watched a video of George Floyd taking his last breath, he called out for his mother. Yes. As a mother, that broke me broke me dearly. And I know there are a lot of people like me who are very sensitive to these types of energies, um, especially when it comes to grief and loss. And 
you know, who find ourselves interceding on behalf of others and carrying that pain, like it's, it's, it's powerful. But as a woman, we also tend to carry a lot of that emotional baggage, Dr. Jeff. And from your male point of view, how can we hold space and support the men and the young boys in our lives? Well, first and foremost, let me um, say to you and every woman in the world, and in particular, um, because of our venue, uh, Black women, I thank you for every man from the bottom of my heart for always being our backbone, for being our foundation, for being our saviors, and for being our superiors, because you are superior to us. You have been carrying the load. You have been helping us in every way possible. When we were in jail, you raised the children. When we were not working, you went out and worked, and you were the wives and the partners and the mothers. Uh, when our sons and our daughters uh, were being bullied, you stepped up and went to the schools. When we're doing online teaching, you were the ones who were there more than us. I don't care what any you know male hater has to say about it. The women were always there, just as my wife has been there for our children, being a physician and still teaching the kids at the same time. Um, it's, it's, we owe you, we owe you a debt of gratitude. So what can you do to support us? Stop supporting us. We need to do the work. We need to step up. We need to support you. You've given us more than we could ever imagine. So we want to make you proud. Um, and of course, as the mother's there for your sons, I know that your heart breaks every day because you know you have to educate your sons as to what it is to be black while breathing, to be black while driving, to be black while walking, to be black while whatever it may be. And you've always been there and the pain that you feel when you've lost your sons in these horrific shootings or killings or knee on the neck. So um, all I can do is thank you. But what I have to say to you as the women, as the mothers, you've got to take care of yourself, too. You may be superheroes, but you are still human. And therefore, that means letting us pick up the burden once in a while and certainly you taking some time. I know you say we can't breathe, but sis, we want you to breathe. We need you to breathe so that we can breathe. Thank you, Dr. Jeff. In the same vein, you know, our, our children are witnessing the fear and destruction of COVID-19. You know, they've been abruptly removed from their school setting. They've been on lockdown. They've witnessed, you know, the execution of black and brown bodies on social media and, and and now they're hearing or even participating in some of the these protests. How can we ensure that the next six months of 2020 bring more mental and emotional stability for our children? Um, I, I've made this predict, prediction and I'll make it again. I believe the next six months up until the um, election, presidential election, may be one of the most tumultuous uh, uh, several months that we are going to see probably um, uh, in parallel to COVID-19. Mm. I believe the things that we will see, uh, you could probably not imagine um, because things will be so 
erratic. Um, so it will not be they they will they will not be the partisan politics may very well have an impact on this country that if we're not careful can take us down for for many years to come so i think it's more important now than ever that we communicate with our children that we let them know how much we love them that we assure them as much as possible that we will protect them protect them as much as we can. There are no absolutes. We know that. COVID-19 taught us there are no absolutes and tomorrow's promise to no one. But it is important, vitally important, um, that we stay in strict communication with our children, know who their friends are, know who they are on uh, with regard to social media, making sure that they follow um, social distancing, that they wear their masks, that they take care of themselves, that they take care of others, and that they let us know what is on their minds. And the only way we can do that uh, is by having regular conversations with them. We don't have to lecture them. It's just important that we know who their friends are, what their dreams are, what their fears are, and what it is that we can do to help them realize what their dreams are. We're wrapping up shortly. I have like three more questions that's on my heart that I want to ask you. And, um, you know, mental health is now trendy. It's a trendy thing right now on social media. But well, this God, I had a couple of bills to pay. Kids, <laughs> <laughs> I got to put shoes on their feet. You know what I'm talking about? I got about? six of them. <laughs> but we, we both know that this healing work is difficult, it's painful. It can be dirty and nasty sometimes and even lonely work. You know, what do you hope to see happen most during this mental health awareness trend that's taking place in black and brown communities, especially when people of color still refuse to tap into the power of therapy? Well, here's the thing. Yes, it is. Uh, it is trendy. Uh, but it, the trend was created by the millennials and people around that age range. Uh, it wasn't the old geezers like myself who made it trendy. I tried to make it trendy, of course, but you know, most of us old people didn't make it trendy. Uh, it was a stigma, and it is today's generation and the younger generation who really believe in not just um, um, that there is mental illness, but they're more interested in mental wellness, um, mental health making that a holistic part of their lives. And so we've got to continue with this trend and make it a lifestyle, not something that's gonna go out, you know, a passing phase, but something that we are going to hold on to now for generations to come. Medicine is here to stay. So certainly psychological care must be here to stay because you cannot separate the mind from the body or the body from the mind. And of course, we will soon discover, if we haven't already, that spirituality is part of that triad uh, and the importance of uh, a complete functioning of a human being. Thank you for that, Dr. Jeff. Where, where do you go? Where do you go? As someone who gets dumped on emotionally by your clients and your patients, you know, you know, the people that you're helping navigate their own healing and their own peace, you know, who do you turn to for emotional support and where do you seek your refuge? 
and, and and I know it's going to sound like, oh no, he's not going there. But I do I do read my Bible every day. Um, I there are certain Psalms that I read, especially Psalm twenty seven, Psalm thirty one, and Psalm ninety one, um, that have been very helpful for me. Uh, one of the things that I've talked about, Jay, uh, is that I've had um, many many struggles uh, with my own uh, mental illness. Uh, I have had uh, generalized anxiety. I've dealt with uh, hypochondriasis, which is the unreasonable fear of catching illness. And I've had obsessive compulsive disorder uh, probably throughout my whole life. Um, and so I've always turned to the Psalms to help me as far as dealing with that anxiety and dealing with some of those very, very um, uh, kind of um, cyclical thoughts that kind of make you really, really crazy. Um, so where do I go? I go to the Bible. Uh, I go to God. I pray. I also go to my children um, and I spend time with them. When I look into their faces, I see I see God in them. Uh, I spend time with my wife. Um, I've been very fortunate in that I've been able to go to different places that bring me some respite, go to the beach or go up to the country or what have you. Um, but you know, those are the things that I think, if, if, again, if you talk the talk, you walk the walk, it's important to take care of yourself. If I don't take care of myself, then how can I take care of my patients? And guess what, Jay? I don't mind being dumped on. I really don't. You know, I've already been married. Don't get me started. <laughs> it's really important um, that, you know, we, we are all given a gift uh, by God. We're all given our place on this planet. And mine is uh, to be that person that anyone can talk to about anything at all. I have to tell you, I even have patients who have very racist views. Mm -hmm. And I still feel privileged to work with them as I work with every single person because I can help them through some of these racist views that they have because that's also a sign of mental illness too. So we are all, you know, dealing with something, but it is important that we get to discuss it and that we have someone to discuss it with. I've, I've made my wife crazy, by the way. Okay. As a person, who do I go to when I have those hypochondriacal thoughts? You know, well, what are the chances that I got cancer by uh, breathing in uh, charcoal from the barbecue? She'll say one in one billion. Guess what I'm hearing? You. <laughs> and so if I keep asking her, I come up with all these crazy, but what if, you know, one of the little particles got up into my nose or whatever, this part of the hypochondriasis, then when she gives me this face, you know, I'm, you got to tap out. I'm cured. <laughs> okay. okay. You're going to that place again. Thank then you. I'm like, okay. I'm all right now. Thank you for, for giving us a familiar face of what, you know, mental illness can look like. Thank you for, you know, being vulnerable with us. It looks like me. Thank you. I say that all the time. True. It yes, it does. Us. Yes. I want to acknowledge right now before we wind up, I want to say a special thanks to Eva before she comes up in the end. But I literally was having an, an anxiety attack before we went on air. And really? yeah. And so... That's okay. Yes. As long as and, you to breathe and calm down. 
That's exact. And I know this, right? You know, we know you're a psychologist, so you know. And Eva literally stepped in and stood in the gap and said, breathe, Jay, you got this. And I just want to acknowledge the people in our community that that know how to deal with matters like this and educate yourself, right? There's also the mental health first aid that you can take. It's an eight-hour class just to educate yourself on how to deal with these matters. Now, before we go, how can we support the mental work that you're doing in our communities? Um, I want them to do exactly what you talked about, Jay. And by the way, you've done a fabulous job and I thank you so much. I was only supposed to be on with you for a few minutes. I've already <laughs> late for my next patient, but I'm going to tell them, don't blame it on me. Blame it on the boogie and blame, blame it on Jay Bless. <laughs> um, I, I want people to follow your advice. And that is, if you have something that is weighing you down, then talk to someone about it. We have telepsychology, we have telemedicine, we have telesocial work, we have all of those things that are available to you. Reach out to your friends and start an informal support group. And it's not just about, you know, complaining about everything that's wrong, but it's also about sharing empowerment strategies. So basically the way that you support the work that I do is by extending your hand and talking to someone else and being an ear for someone else. Uh, Quiet as it's kept, you don't need to see a therapist for every mental health issue or every mental health challenge. If it's something that goes beyond the realm of something that you can't work through, then of course, you've got to get help. If it's something that becomes clinical or pathological, of course that you have to get help. But sometimes when you have a friend who's an ear and who will listen to you and tell you not what you want to hear, but what you have to hear, well, that's a powerful thing. And that's how we support wellness in our community and in all communities. Thank you, Dr. Jeff, for being our friend. Thank you for making time today for this conversation on conquering emotional exhaustion during societal disruption. We applaud you. We thank you. You are a son of the soil. You are a proud Haitian American. We love the fact that you also rep for your Caribbean heritage. Thank Always. you so very much. Absolutely. Thank you. In my Thank you so much, Eva, for allowing me the opportunity to have the fireside chat with Dr. Jeff and for allowing me to use that audio for the In My Head podcast. Thank you, sis. This is what we do when we support each other. Uh, Eva, you are also amazing on Head with JB episode 42, keeping Caribbean culture alive through online storytelling. Um, Matter of fact, shout out to some of my past guests, yo. Yo, much love to my Haitian family that have been featured on the In My Head podcast. Much love to David Germain of episode 25, Buying My First Home. Attorney Midwin Charles of episode 32, Celebrating Women's History. Franz Metellus of episode 40, I Am More Than My Mistakes. Lieutenant Edwin Raymond of episode 44, Be the Change You Want to See. And now the illustrious Dr. Jeff Gardier. How are you conquering emotional exhaustion? Use the hashtag HeadWithJV and get in on the conversation on social media. Make sure to follow me at RealJBlessed on Instagram, JBlessed on Twitter and Facebook. And of course, log on to www.jblessed.com, J-A-Y-B-L-E-S-S-E-D.com, the home of a human experience from a Caribbean perspective. 
Jaybirds, fam, the world, thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of In My Head. I can't wait for you to hear what we have next week. Yeah. And, you know, in the future, like I said before, if you need to listen to this episode again, come back and listen to it. Share it with a friend. Share it with a family member. Have yourself a wonderful day. And thank you yet again for listening to another episode of In My Head.